I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but um, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. I 
future here, I will never fear, for the sun still shines regardless of the darkest night. Seek fire in the void, to help you make your choices. Learn to differentiate between the truth and the noises. As a stranger here, you must never fear, for the knowing of yourself is cause for great rejoicing. Great rejoicing. Great rejoicing. Yo, la- 
I know for paper. I'm known as the savior, so I'm a civilizer. That's the only way a savage live with a fiber. I came from the mothership, just ask Elijah, cause this space cadet can't get in. He's lying. Flying into your spaceship, atmospheric hovering, windblown star seeds, black soil covering, germinating And so when we study the ancient gods, understand you are the incarnate virtue of those ancient gods. Exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Woman Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Blessings to all, greetings to all, and love to all within the listening ear. Tonight's theme is the future of men. The future of men. Reclaim the divine masculine. You know, I'm concerned. With all these things in the news coming to light from all sorts of people, you know, and people putting on Twitter, Me Too, and expressing the abuses and the things that happened to them, and how this is affecting the generations of men and manhood and masculinity as a whole. So we're going to start off tonight in the praise up as there's nothing new under the sun. So we can reference the Bible and get some understanding. I'm going to start off first in 1 Timothy 5, 8. But if any provide, not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. 
if any provide not for his own. You have to provide, especially for those of his own house. He hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. And Ephesians 6, 4. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. In the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Ephesians 5.25, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Gave himself and loved his wife. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. All the things are possible within your mind's eye. And First Kings 2, 1 to 3. Now the days of David drew nigh that he should die. And he charged Solomon, his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and shew thyself a man. And keep charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. That's the way to prosper. In any way that you turn yourself, keeping his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses. Second Timothy 2.20-22. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth, and some to honor, and some to dishonor. If a man, therefore, purge himself of these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and meet for the master's use, overstand, and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom he also gave their testimony and said, I have found David the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. And Genesis one twenty seven. So God created man in his own image. And the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. Masculinity in the Bible, right? The word male, zakar, 
It means to remember. The male is the seed. It holds the memory. It means remembrance or memory. And Strong's Hebrew Concordance, Zakar, is 2145. Male. He, him. The remembrance. The memory. The act executed, a memorial, a token. You hold the memory, the Akashic records, all the spiritual information passed on through generations, being planted in the womb, overstand, for the nurturance of the woman. It's time to remember the divine masculine. We're going to take a music moment and come back with tonight's theme, The Future of Men, Reclaim the Divine Masculine. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace. Do you remember the divine masculine? As I researched this topic, you know, and pondered on the subject, um, it came upon to me in the first place. Let me just back up. Um, it's the anniversary just passed of my father, of his transition and his ascension. And he was a man's man, you know, with old-fashioned principles and standards, whether you agreed with them or not, those were his, you know, and it made him unique and indivisible. And he conquered in a way that I don't see happening in our society in a communal sense, in a sense of men reaching out to each other with brotherly expansion being the framework. The way that that's happening is through the gangs, right? I mean, I they have they even have um, courses online on Udemy.com, Future Masculinity. Learn about common perceptions of men and masculinities and how to think beyond them for a more sustainable future. People are taking courses on how to be masculine. Because our definition is based on, you know, media and what's been digitized in our minds by these illusions that's on television, that's created and edited and scripted. Just um, about eight months ago at the, at the Sedona Creative Life Center in Sedona, Arizona, they had a future masculine conference. You know, a future masculine conference paying to celebrate being a man. When do men celebrate their manhood? There's black girl magic and girl power, right? And girls who code and they have courses on creating a new masculine, remembering your purpose, honoring your heart, embodying your genius. This is not what's being given in the home freely as a lot of homes are not stable. And now they have this term that they're throwing around called toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Behaviors are toxic. The feminine and the masculine are divine. By innate design. And everything else that happens to it afterwards, that's on the soul to heal, work through. And so on um, thecut.com is an article where they're saying, you know, don't call it toxic masculinity. They're calling them sociopathic baby men. Sociopathic, that describes it and what's happening in the media right now. Whether you believe or not that Bill Cosby was guilty of what he alleged of, of of what was alleged against him, 
the floodgates opened once um, the Playboy founder passed away. Isn't that a funny coincidence? He must have held the secrets. (laughs) Once he passed away, the floodgates opened. And everybody's dirty laundry, Kevin Spacey, Dustin Hoffman, Russell Simmons, the guy from that 70s show, Danny Masterson, the guy from King of Thrones, I mean, all kinds of people, left and right. And this is because the sociopathic baby man believes that he can take whatever he wants, grab whatever he wants to grab, right? Like Trump said, grab him by the pussy, and they let you do it. And it's not just that he's greedy and sick and corrupt and selfish and unfair and, and, and lacks any semblance of empathy, right? Matt Lauer with the button under his desk to lock the door. He's entirely subsumed by his self-created fantasy. That's what these men have been living out the ones that are in power, the sociopathic baby men that have the keys and the shekels of the kingdom. It's not toxic masculinity. It's toxic behaviors that have been endowed and bowed down to and covered up. You know, and and there are There are men, you know, in this world that are substantial and good. And those men are often not given attention. They're looked over. So there's a crisis of masculinity in the West. Now, it's not the end of men, but there's a crisis with being a man right now. On now next now and next dot com, there's a whole article on the future of men, men's work and home lives have been health and safety checked, sanitized, and most recently feminized. Men now spend a third of their lives indoors, sitting in offices looking at screens, and when they're not doing at work, they're sitting at home looking at screens. I mean, this is true for women too. Many outlets for aggression and testosterone no longer exist. Well, now I know in the UK and um, some are popping up here in America, they have what they call rage cages. People could go in and just break things and yell. (laughs) You know, daily rituals and physical places where men used to socialize with other men have been knocked down or renovated to become female-friendly. And the same things happen with women institutions as well. With this whole transgender movement. So now these transgender people are fighting to go inside the gender that they chose to represent in those institutions and organizations and suing to do so and winning. So the safe spaces for men to be men. The evidence of the masculinity crisis is all around us. 
you know, with the prison population, um, the development of heart disease decades before women, um, 80% of the homeless people are men. Unemployment has hit men hard. Physical work is disappearing quickly, and so are many craft skills. As a result, many men are struggling to find a role or a purpose. It is positive that there are fewer wars, you know, and murders. The rage, you know, directed in a positive way or just the aggression and the outlet because men are physical. So what's happening, you know, ends up being like these, like these mental games, like what's going on with Trump right now. And they're flying, you know, war maneuvers with nuclear planes and tempting and taunting as opposed to talking and compromising and working out. Even in education, boys are not good at sitting quietly all day behind a desk. This is scientifically proven. There are some schools, like I know of one in Washington, D.C., where it's an all-boys school, and every, 40, and every 45 minutes the boys go out and they run around the block. Then they go back up to their classroom. And they have extended recess, but then part of the extended recess is organized because of the physicality of the male. Young boys are 600% more likely to be diagnosed, 600% more likely to be diagnosed with attention deficit in order than girls. And perhaps this is linked to the nature deficit, right, being outside. I mean, even, you know, um, the term man-spreading, where a man sits with his legs apart in public places and takes up too much space. Why is there a term for that? Why isn't he just sitting the way a man sits? <laughs> right? Everything is being scrutinized. Culture of, of, um, of self-censorship. You know, through the demand of the media and then played out by people at work, schools, subways, anywhere. I remember, you know, as a young woman growing up in New York, my girlfriends and I would have to be careful on the subways, you know, because sometimes men would be up close because the trains are crowded and they'd end up trying to hump on your behind or something. These outward expressions, I believe, come from not being able to display and having the outlets to display manhood in a positive way and to be able, you know, to talk to other men on a regular basis. And being able to get the wisdom from that, to be able to glean the wisdom. I mean, how many men have their grandfathers in their lives, have uncles that they can turn to, fathers that they can call on and speak to on a weekly basis? 
the camaraderie is found a lot of times and within the negative framework. Even the New York Times did an extensive, um, <clears throat> excuse me, article on the in the increasing significance of the decline of men. The increasing significance of the decline of men. And this was just written back in March of this year. I mean, there was a paper by MIT with four authors. (laughs) You know, and how this is going to be serving up in a larger, more explosive way because all of a large majority of the jobs that are being, you know, digitized and um, they're getting robots to do, men used to do. They were, they were traditional men's work. So this is where you see all this, you know, um, aggression coming out from with the support for Trump and, you know, make America great. In this article, the author says, the recent increase of dysfunctional behavior among non-college white men correlates with a substantial increase in the rate of white non-marital births. It goes back to the home. At the same time, the divorce rate for college graduates, you know, divorce the home. And while marriages are breaking up more in the working class, infidelity, domestic violence, substance abuse, for many men without college degrees, the scaffolding that underpinned their father's lives had been torn down. I mean, there used to be jobs you can get with just a high school diploma, right? Or a technical skill and you could live a a decent life. So if men cannot provide for their families, provide for themselves, have apprenticeship opportunities, mentorship, right? Having fathers in the household. And then couple that with what's happening with employment. There's a whole generation of men that don't have someone to show them the way. There's generations of that. And there's no reason for it. There's no reason for it. And on the Odyssey Online, Um, There's a wonderful article for ones that want to read it. It's called The Future of Black Masculinity. You know, and black masculinity has made a transition today. Scholars of the future will note a rather unprecedented portrait of the black male from Barack Obama in his historical presidency, you know, to um, the black LGBTQ film Moonlight, right? They won an Oscar. Black men are becoming more and more multifaceted. Accompanying this, a dialogue has been fueled by the occurrences in the media surrounding mass incarceration, racial, plo- racial profiling, and the, and the hashtag Black Boy Joy movement 
in which many young black men coming of age are being are beginning to reject in the time of our fathers and grandfathers in favor of adopting a more organic sense of manhood. You know, gone are the Cliff Huxtables and the Magic Johnson. I mean, you know, black men today have more choices and have more avenues than many would have ever imagined decades prior. So it's up to, you know, it's up to the individual to find the way and make the transition as the world is the opportunity, the opportunity that awaits for the ones that take action and can remember who they are intrinsically. And so now, you know, a lot of men are going to have to make that decision into going into more traditional women's work fields because of the changing labor market of more than half of the occupations are going to be extensively affected. So caregivers, you know, nurses, customer service, fields that women, you know, teachers, there are hardly any male teachers. Men don't traditionally volunteer for those positions. So even in the schools, boys are not seeing the men. And so now we wonder why there's this issue. And then there's been this, you know, this media promulgation of the woman, which is nothing wrong, but they should promote both. They should be boys who code. Black boy magic. <laughs> you know, boy power, girl power. I mean, it should be equal, balanced. Right, That's the duality of the masculine and the feminine. It's balancing one another. And sometimes it's not equal. How about that? But it still balances. Even on TheEconomist.com, there's an article called Men Adrift. Badly educated men in rich countries have not adapted well to trade, technology, or feminism. You know, our education system is really awry. And the people that used to be able to get over without having to just know somebody, a lot of, you know, men's positions come from knowing another man. That's been my experience, you know. Men look out for each other in the workplace, but they won't be able to do that in a large way with these positions being replaced. You know, a Chinese steel worker is cheaper than an American steel worker. So all of these manufacturing jobs, all these kind of labors that were traditionally men's work 
even outdoor work that involved, you know, um, men are now being done by robots. So what's going to happen? Men are going to have to redefine themselves. It's something that, that, that has to be really pondered and given thought to. You don't want to just wake up. I mean, even in Scandinavia, this is happening all over the world, just not here in America. In Denmark, France, Sweden, Britain, Hungary, Italy, Germany, and Greece. It says that working-class Swedish men often make much more money than their wives thanks to strong unions and heavily male industries, right? But now, because what they see for coming and what's happening in these sectors, they've had to change their roles. And so now you have more men working part-time than ever before. And more men now opting to stay home with the children across the world. As women have been pushed into the workforce in such a strong way. So it's really been effective worldwide. What is a traditional man in the world today? All right, what is that role? I mean, the masculinity crisis, as they call it, even in Time, on Time.com, Time Magazine, has a whole, you know, there's a, there's a whole um, reference on this book by this author named Jack Myers, The Future of Men, Masculinity in the 21st Century. And we have this president that's really setting the stage and, and, and you know, for ones to have to take a stand within themselves and focus on not on on not fostering a culture of hostility among men who are feeling left out in school in the job market and in relationships because they showed that boys that were raised in two parent households most likely go to college and they end up having, this is just statistically, a better outcome financially. Boys that are raised in one-parent households do not, majority-wise, statistically-wise, um, pursue higher education. And their female and their families, their sisters, will go on because they've had that emulation of the mother doing it all. So then it's instilled in the daughter that she can do it all too. And she just steps into her role because the example was set. Whereas the male in the single household, statistically, this is just facts, the ones in, in that setting do not fare as well. They drop out of college at a higher rate. They don't go to college in a higher rate. They don't take skilled courses in a higher rate. 
There's a generation of young, discouraged, and angry men who are feeling abandoned by thousands of years of history that define what it meant to be a real man, to be strong, to be a provider, to be an authority, decision maker, to be economically, educationally, physically, and politically dominant. A growing percentage of young men are being out-earned by young women. As women capture 60% of the higher education degrees, required for success in today's economy. 60%. You're being out-earned. Old tools of patriarchy, the rituals of hazing that signify a boy's entry to manhood, you know, all of that stuff is being discarded. It's not necessary. Men need to focus on being better dads, husbands, sons. A foundation and a movement of support and guidance and respect for men needs to be instilled by men within within their gender. I mean, we really need to invest in the educational redesign that better serves both boys and girls. Female teacher who has, you know, a female mind is going to understand that girl in her class more than she will that boy in her class. And the girl in the class knows to sit with her hands crossed and just physically Genetically, boys are fidgety and they have to move. It's part of what they are. And that's been deemed bad. And it's, it's starting from kindergarten. And it's shaping. And we have to recognize this and really pay attention and speak to the ones that are around our children or be in decision-making positions. But we have say-so so we can help frame these conversations and these activities that are taking place within schools and extracurricular activities. This whole gender neutral thing, that's not divine design. And on the goodmanproject.com, I have an article called What Does the Future Hold for Masculinity? And they talk about, you know, um, these different areas in which they predict are focal points that exist concurrently in a single near future. So politics abounds with false binaries, right? The duality. During, during, during the past 20 years, this binary has been eroded due to the decline of progressive values in major, poli- in, um, in, um, major political parties. And it doesn't matter whether you're in the United States, the United Kingdom, Austria, Australia, France, the large left-wing parties have become more centrist. And so this has recently been replaced by a new false binary, which is the populist versus the, versus the elite, the 1% versus the 99%. Common perception 
is that the populism is the new right and elitism is the new left. Globalist versus nationalist. Populist nationalists may appear right-wing. And they have some, poly, some, some, some policies that are traditionally left-wing, such as, you know, a concern for the working people and a suspicion of transnational business. And we saw with all these elections that went forth, there were many Trump-like counterparts running for office and capturing media attention around the world. Energy has been proliferating and growing worldwide. And so they're saying here that this functions as a natural end to a certain conspiratory masculine logic that has always claimed that feminism has been about taking control rather than seeking equality. And so what is particularly clever about this ideological nature and maneuver is that it aligns with traditional masculinity. So then that turns into a man versus woman. Because both traditional masculinity and populism rely on caricatures of both themselves and others. Like I was talking about earlier, these illusions of the way things are supposed to go. And then ones try to repeat them in their homes as opposed to organically being. And now, on another level, there is a group called Men Going Their Own Way, MGTOW, who seek lives without women. This is really a movement. Men Going Their Own Way. And they're seeking lives without women. They don't want women in their lives at all. Their goals such as economic and societal disengagement from a system that seeks to dominate men in order to further its own oppressive agenda. Because some of these feminists, I mean, even I feel some of them are really, you know, man-haters. From whatever experiences that they've garnered in their life, They've made it their mission And then you have the queer Proliferation The LGBTQ movement There was a progressive Proliferation of queerness A recent report from JWT Intelligence Shows that young people Belonging to Generation Z Generation Z, age 13 to 20, are rejecting traditional understandings of gender, significant numbers. They are rejecting traditional understandings of gender in significant numbers. So this is the kind of evidence that supports the recent call for the queer liberation for straight men. There's a, there was a confusion and chaos that has been instilled by by not following what the Most High set forth as the way to live. And this is being championed, as we've seen, and lauded 
Now, you know, in the real world, people just live their lives, and whatever somebody's doing next door is their business, as long as it's not hurting you, right? And it's not hurting the community, and it's not, you know, interfering with your business, your livelihoods, but because of the media and their framing of masculinity and the commercials, you know, even in the games, Xbox games, the PlayStation games, what are the men doing in those games? Plotting and planning acts of rage and violence. Deceiving. So men have to come together and figure it out. You know, they they need to have more of these workshops because, you know, this this generation needs needs a map on how to be a man. Where's one to turn? The Boy Scouts of America? The male has to remember the car. Remember. Balance and heal and integrate the divine masculine. Balance, heal, and integrate. And the process will take as long as it takes. It'll be different from everyone depending on where you are in your journey. But you have to let everything go that no longer serves and start embracing the part of you that might have been hidden away or neglected for a very long time. You got to sit back and remember. Have the courage to feel what comes up. Wave goodbye to it. Some of it might be negative. Some of it might be positive that you need to Act on. Because men are physical. They act. They act. They react. It's movement. Motivation. The divine masculine energy is is gifts. Determination. Honorability. It's fruition. It's the energy of doing and giving without expecting something in return. It's, it's, it's strategic. Using strategy, using your mind, making a plan and acting on it, that's masculine. See, open in the light is masculine. Hidden in the dark is feminine. Overstand. The divine masculine and feminine principle or the gender principle is often talked about, but a lot of times misunderstood. The esoteric concepts. The average person thinks of it in literal terms of male and female. And if you that way, you'll, be, you'll miss the complete practical and powerful application. Now, this is comedic knowledge. Overstand. The first key to 
applying the divine masculine or feminine principle is to recognize it's only related to male and female via metaphor and analogy. Male and female are the representations of the principle on the physical plane. The way to view them conceptually is in terms of the male and female anatomy as analogies. The female womb is inside of her and hidden from view. Inside the body, the womb is in the dark and hidden from sight. The male penis is outside of the body and in plain sight for all to see. It's in the light of day if it's not clothed and covered, of course. Looking at it from an anatomical perspective should give you insight on how the principle can be applied. On a mental plane, both masculine and feminine aspects of the mind are present in all creation. Thinking in terms of analogy to the womb, the feminine is receptive, desire, and directed. The receiver of the seed, right, or the impulse to create, all things are incubated within the feminine aspect, the great mother. The universe was born out of darkness, hidden feminine aspect. Now, masculine is active, driven, outwardly directed, visible. It's the active seed that seeks a receptive feminine host. If there's to be growth or change within any experience, the masculine principle is being exercised. It's, it's expansion to the open and known in light or visible aspect. Think of masculine and aggressive, we, we usually attach a negative connotation to it. However, this is a misunderstanding of aggression. Consider that without the masculine active or driven principle, a flower would not burst from its bud. An angry outburst can clear the air and your energy. In order for any change to take place, aggression is necessary to break the stasis. When we bound up aggression, it's when there can be negative consequences. And that's what's been happening, the bounding of this aggression. We see this too often in society today. The masculine principle that has been bound, bottled up, and confined that finally bursts into the scene. And this is why there are all these articles in Time and Newsweek and The Economist everywhere about the future of men. Think about how men are socialized to not be emotional and to stay under control. Man up means to not show emotion, but the energy has to manifest in some kind of way. And so in direct relation to the man up idea is homophobia within men. To be looked at in a way as being feminine is seen as a threat to masculinity. Being emotional is being like a woman. All this self-censorship. It's not the aggression or the masculine principle that is the issue. It's when the energy has been bound up and then breaks through in manifestation and violent expressions happen. It's toxic behavior. Pre-dynastic Egypt, the masculine principle within human mind was called Tahuti. 
soft. And through this netter, this principle of nature, came writing and language and mathematics. It's the ability of the human mind to act, to produce in the physical world. It's thought. Thought is the origin of the word thought, ideas and imagination. The feminine counterpart of Tahuti was called Sashat. And through Sashat, you know, we have um, imagination, visualization, ideas, all these activities that are done inside your mind or within. You always use both. One cannot exist without the other. So without this balance, of the masculine and feminine divine principles. Things are going awry. And we see all this international aggression. People are not nice to each other. You know, boys are... are, Where are they going to find out how to be men? Men are not toxic. There's been a toxic framework that's been applied to men for hundreds, thousands of years, especially black men, men of color in general around the world. And as the population shifts, right, to that term, majority, minority, overstand. As the population shifts, we have this greater expansion of men of color that have been bound and oppressed within their masculine framework. We have to take hold of what's happening, get it realistically within our families, within ourselves, And understand that within us is the universe from with and and that from within springs all experiences. The remembrance. All the experiences of your ancestors, the lessons, it's in your blood. Presentation of the divine masculine in the physical is left brained and logical. It's the outwardly directed action of the human mind. So, brothers that are listening to me, I am calling you into action. I'm calling you to act in your community, in your homes. We need mentors. We need weekly groups for boys to talk. And that's the one thing I will give the LGBTQ community. They support their LGBTQ youth. These community centers, they are funded, right? They have specialized programs and places where they can meet and get help and talk and, you know, have a mentor in their LGBTQ journey and stipends set aside for them. What about the heterosexual youth? We can't wait for governments or even women 
to do this. Man's work is man's work. To forgive your fathers, if there is a stone in your heart for your father, meditate on him. And learn on the on the memory overstand of the experiences in a new light. Just seeing him as a man in the world within the frame of time that he stood. And by releasing this old energy, you can open the portals for a profound energetic rebirth to occur, to bless future generations with, with parents who are equally loving, compassionate, supportive, and aware of their powers in ways that allow them to express all the love in their hearts. Right? Instead of manning up, that counterfeit conception and perception, allowing yourself to express all the love in your heart as a man. The outward expression, right? That's what men are supposed to do. Express all the love in their hearts to everyone in their life. And in doing so, we can help end the masculine paradigm's legacy of grief, which has been such a powerful limitation to the reconnection of men in their own divine center and to each other. Brothers have to reconnect. In a new way, we're supposed to have balance. All of this patriarchy and matriarchy, we're supposed to have balance. There are things we are each good at, that we stand for, the outward and the inner expressions, and we help each other manifest that. Aggression is needed. It's necessary. It's like laughter and crying and, you know, joy and determination. They're all a part of being human. When it's done in a natural, organic way. Too much of anything's not good, of course. But it's the balance. Boys have to move. They have to be taught to use their hands in constructive, skillfully crafted ways. They have to know the basic things, the, the, the basic tenets. I often wonder, you know, how come there aren't, like, you know, programs for boys to learn how to build a house, right? There's a program that I want my husband and my two sons and I to attend to learn how to build a cob house. Those are the homes you build with water and clay and straw. And they're actually earthquake proof. I mean, and I've come to this realization that I have to have that for my boys. They have to know how to build a house, right? Start a fire. (laughs) Basics of survival. 
See, that's how they get us with those mortgages, right? And you have to pay for all this timber and kill the nature of the most high, right? This way you just you just you just dig up the most high and live in it and add some windows. Men have to be men outdoors doing things together and learning from one another and respecting the elders and listening to the youth. May the Most High heal the spirit of the men in this world so that this inner destruction that's taking place ceases to exist and balance comes in. This energy has to be unbound and it has to happen so, you know, slowly and like siphon it off. We don't want it to burst. Too much aggression at once is not good. So we have to figure out ways within our community to save our boys and mentor the young men and make the outward actions positive and constructive and figure out what that new paradigm looks like within a digitized society. It can't just be time and news we talking about it. And, and, you know, and us waiting for these ones to decide. Because the ones that's been deciding, the sociopathic baby men, it's all been revealed what they've been doing behind closed doors. And these are the people that have been funding our presidents and our Congress people. Overstand. And then you have younger men that are going into these fields and seeing how that has been displayed. So hopefully now, with everyone being called out on the carpet, you know, a new normal will come forth. Because if men keep being bound, you can only expect these external weird acts of aggression because they're not being natural on a daily basis from the moment they wake up. You know, I mean, ones have to be outdoors more. Ones have to come together and speak naturally and not be afraid of one another. Men walk through other men's neighborhoods, you know, these young men, and they're, you know, mean mugging each other as opposed to saying, what's up? Can't be afraid to ask for help. Brothers have to reach one another. Men have to befriend other men. In a way that's not draining, but in a way that's building and logical. And we can't let Babylon win. All things are possible through Christ who strengthens us, right? 
All things are possible. So if we don't make it possible, then we're giving up. I need the brothers to step up. Step up within yourself. Let go of whatever's holding you back. And find other brothers that are on the same space and build and lead by example. The leading by example. We're going to take a music moment as I depart from this subject tonight. And I'm going to come back next week and go more in depth on the divine masculine and where it stems from and the divine masculine archetypes so that ones could have something to reflect upon from the past. Because if you don't learn from the past, Right? You're doomed to repeat it. So you need to learn from it to create new ways and add new avenues to the roads that were already established. In Yeshua's name, blessings and grace.
Make your mindset drift over to become divine in each time. your mind instead of friends to the sky get in tune with the eye meditation meditation it's time for meditation eternal spiritual preservation divine ones exceed limitation the root to eternal preservation it's time I meditate For our liberation The universe is our final destination Blessings and grace As we go into the go and gnosis Your news infused with righteousness I'm going to start off tonight with um, For 2017 The places with the lowest cost of living In America the lowest cost of living. Um, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Evansville, Indiana. South Bend, Indiana. Topeka, Kansas. Toledo, Ohio. Wichita, Kansas. Akron, Ohio. Cedar Rapids in Ohio. Davenport, Ohio. Springfield, Illinois. Rochester, the city of Minnesota. Dayton in Ohio, Springfield, Missouri, Wichita Falls, Texas, Kansas City, Kansas, Odessa in Texas, Cleveland, Ohio, Indianapolis in Indiana, Abilene, Texas, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Montgomery, Alabama, and Lansing, Michigan. For those looking to relocate, um, to change their financial state, those are the places that have the lowest cost of living. And on the jpost.com, the jerusalempost.com, reformed Jews express concern over Trump's Jerusalem announcement. U.S. officials warn Trump not to call Jerusalem's Israel capital. Israel's right hails a historic Trump decision. And the left predicts regional chaos. Union for Reform Judaism President Rabbi Rick Jacobs released a statement Wednesday expressing concern about U.S. President Donald Trump's expected announcement regarding Jerusalem, which he did confirm. The White House announced that President Trump will make a statement regarding Jerusalem as Israel's capital, with no caveats, including the U.S. Embassy, to remain in Tel Aviv and not be moved to Jerusalem for at least six months. However, President Trump has stated repeatedly in the past that he intends on beginning the process of relocating the embassy soon. While we share the president's belief that the U.S. embassy should be moved to Tel Aviv, to Jerusalem, we cannot support his decision to begin preparing the move now. Absent a comprehensive plan, 
for a peace process in the statement. We urge the president to do everything in his power to move forward with efforts to bring true peace to the region and take no unilateral steps. Rabbi Jacob's statement was endorsed by many prominent Reform Jewish organizations, including the Association of Reform Zionists of America, the Central Conference of American Rabbis, and the Women's Rabbinic Network. Moving the embassy to Jerusalem's capital. And doing so, he is slapping so many in the face. Because Jerusalem is also held and loved by the Muslims. And without a comprehensive plan, he's asking for chaos. And just forging ahead, taking action without logical thought. And one does not understand why he is going about it this way. So menshealth.co.uk, gonorrhea is officially an antibiotic-resistant superbug. Raise the alarm. This is on men's health. Gonorrhea is technically a superbug. There's no easy way to say it if there's no easy way to to spell it. But buoyed up by our voracious love of, of promiscuous, unprotected sex, and insufficient antibiotic treatment, gonorrhea has become stronger and more virulent than ever. The status of superbug is reached when a bug begins to resist the drugs that were and are typically used to treat it. If you don't think this is a huge problem, consider the consequences. You know, um, what's happening is that this antibiotic-resistant gonorrhea, if a woman is pregnant while she has this type of gonorrhea, you know, um, the children are born blind. I believe they also have fertility issues as well, the children that are born from the ones that carry this antibacterial-resistant gonorrhea. And now this has been made into a superbug. We are now running out of options to treat gonorrhea cases, says Dr. Didelot. So instead of waiting for the few remaining options to fail, we need to start using antibiotics in a way that does not lead to resistance developing. He recommends using contraception, you know, which they've always been recommending. But for some reason, one's out here making this a superbug. And something that I found interesting that I saw on the news this morning, and I looked it up to just get further understanding, PBS is doing a special on teachers armed in schools. I, I, I wasn't even aware that there are teachers in schools that have guns. And so I looked up what states currently allow guns in schools. And um, after the aftermath of Sandy Hook, and I went to um, findlaw.com, and in the aftermath of Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting, the gun control laws and guns in schools are the talk of the town. Currently, 18 states, 18 states allow adults 
to carry loaded guns onto school grounds, with a few caveats. In general, the only thing that an armed adult needs in those states is the equivalent of a principal's note to carry a weapon, according to NBC News. In other words, you don't need law enforcement approval to carry loaded guns into the school, with a few caveats. So Texas already allows teachers to carry firearms to work, so as long as the principal approves it. Alabama lawmakers have proposed legislation that would give schools the option of letting their teachers or administrators carry guns, reports NBC. One school board in Ohio has even voted to allow school janitors to carry guns. The full list of the 18 states that allow schools to carry guns, according to NBC News, are Alabama, California, Connecticut, Hawaii, Idaho, Kentucky, Iowa, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Rhode Island, Texas, Utah, and Wyoming. The states that are considering whether to allow guns in school include Alaska, Florida, Indiana, Maine, Minnesota, Missouri, Nevada, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, South Dakota, and Tennessee. So to learn more about the gun laws in your state, you can go to state gun, state gun control laws on the fine laws page and find out if I didn't mention your state, what's happening. So I'm like, I cannot believe, you know, so because of Sandy Hook, they feel that teachers should also be first responders now. So if someone comes into the school to shoot, then they can shoot back and defend the children. But to me, that would make sense if there were school shootings happening on a regular basis and it was so out of control. The Sandy Hook and the Columbine thing, that's not happening every day. It's not happening in these states. What happened to, you know, the gun control laws around schools? No gun zones. And so on September, this is um, on Politico.com, the House GOP pushes to loosen gun rules. The House GOP leaders are moving forward with plans to vote on two gun-related measures in the coming weeks. And this is back in September. But do you see how this distraction of the Trump tweets, right? And with the scandal of all of, you know, Matt Lauer and Harvey Weinstein and Russell Simmons, how many people knew that some of these teachers have guns in school? I find that scary. I mean, are they allowed in elementary schools? I just saw a viral video um, in my Facebook feed with some teacher, some history teacher, a white male history teacher in um, some place in the United States, and two children were arguing, and they were standing up arguing, and he went, and he got in between them. They weren't fighting. He just got in between them to, like, break them apart, and when he did it, he did it very violently, and he went off and started beating these two boys, and all the children started gathering around. He was, like, grabbing other children and hitting them. Imagine if he had a gun. 
Are parents made aware with teachers and what schools have guns? It says here, nearly five years after the tragic shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newton, Connecticut, left 20 children dead and spurned an impassioned debate over expanding background checks for gun sales. The GOP-controlled Congress and the Trump administration are clearly moving in the opposite direction. Republican congressional leaders and Trump administration officials at the urge at the urging of the National Rifle Association and other gun rights groups are looking to roll back restrictions on guns imposed during the Obama era. The put, now, they're saying here that the push for lower and looser gun rules, you know, also comes as Representative Steve Scalise was recovering from a gunshot wound he suffered at the congressional baseball practice in June. So gun control groups, saw um, a, a, a sharp decline in sales, a sales slump since President Obama left office and Trump was sworn in. So the Sportsman's Heritage and Recreational Enhancement Act, <laughs> introduced by Representative Jeff Duncan, a Republican from South Carolina, is, you know, came up, is, is coming up for a vote. Sportsmen's and heritage organizations, these men are getting together. See what I'm saying? And they're manifesting their aggression on us by having these people in the schools who are supposed to be teaching and nurturing and caring for our children having guns on them. And in researching this topic, I was looking at, you know, videos that showed how now these security organizations, because now, you know, everything is capitalism, is making money off of this effort because they're, they're, they're doing teacher gun training where they're doing shooting practice. And they get a concealed carry license that, you know, helps them get the principal letter. And so these boards of education are paying for these trainings. And these are the same companies that provide security in a corporate fashion. So check out your school district and find out from your principal if anybody in your community of teachers is concealing and carrying weapons. And moving forward on time.com, the first ever U.S. baby was born after a uterus transplant. This was on December 1st on time.com. For the first time in the United States, a woman who was born without a uterus gave birth to a baby. A woman who was born without a uterus gave birth to a baby. The landmark birth took place at Baylor University Medical Center at Dallas, we've been preparing for this moment for a very long time to Dr. Liza Johansson, an OBGYN, and a uterus transplant surgeon. I think everyone had tears in their eyes when the baby came out. I did for sure. The woman and her husband asked that their identity not be revealed in order to protect their privacy. This is it. They're doing uterine transplants, and they are producing babies. 
This um, Dr. Dr. Giuliano Testa says we do transplants all day long. A leader of the of the uterus transplant clinic at Baylor. The birth was scheduled um, as a C-section, and this woman had a baby who did not have a uterus. We live in a new world. So uterus transplants are expensive, with some estimates putting the cost at up to $500,000. And like infertility treatments, it's very rare for an insurance company to cover the procedure. So the team says many more transplants need to be done before it could be provided as a standard treatment. But right now in the United States of America, as of December 1st, baby was born to a woman that was born without a womb. That's the world we're living in. And on some positive news, well, somewhat positive, on Syracuse.com, a Syracuse man who happens to be African-American acting as his own lawyer successfully defends himself at a murder trial. This is as December 5th on Syracuse.com. A Syracuse man who acted as his own lawyer successfully defended himself at a murder trial. A jury today took about two hours to find Derek Wilson not guilty of murdering Malik Hammer on Easter 17 years ago. Thank you, thank you, all Wilson said to the jurors as they exited the Onagana County courtroom at about 2.30 p.m. Before the verdict was read, he held his head down and his hands in prayer. Wilson was made the usual decision to represent himself um, at a trial after cycling through at least three court-appointed lawyers. Throughout the case, he pleaded with the jury, reminding them his life was on the line. He also repeatedly said that there was no physical evidence against him or reliable witnesses in the murder. In advance of the trial, he was in a theory that federal and state authorities were conspiring to frame him of the murder. Can you imagine? Wilson is currently serving a 28-year sentence on charges that he led a heroin and cocaine dealing ring in the city of Syracuse. The prosecutor, Sean Chase, relied on police experts and witnesses who were at Grandma Burger's after-hours joint in South Salina Street at the time of the murder. Chase said after the verdict that uncooperative witnesses, including at least one who had to be brought into Onagana County on a bench warrant, made the case against Wilson a very tough one. You know, so praise the Most High for reasoning. For reasoning. It says here, there's a reason he was a high, you know, um, ranking member of the supposed drug organization he was a part of, you know. It's ultimately a sad tale of wasted talent. So it's bittersweet. He's, a, he's already in jail, but they had another case against him, and he defended himself and was found not guilty. And you don't find that or hear about that too often. So blessings to him to being able to showcase his mental stamina and his knowledge, at least, you know, in a way that was positive. You see what I'm saying? In a way that was positive because he was bound by constrictions, you know, and he still found a positive way 
to come across and defend himself and found not guilty of those charges. You know, I wish more ones would, would, you know, step up and use their minds and free themselves. Use your mind to free yourself. That concept, so simple, yet so rare. Blessings to him. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology. Blessings and grace.
Now, why would a dictator do that? Why would he make his number one priority when he took over as dictator to disarm the public? The Second Amendment is there, so and it was put in there not for hunting and fishing, like they like to say. It was put in there so the citizens would have the ability, if their government became oppressive, they could defend themselves against oppressive government. And I think that overrules all the gun deaths because let's remember something. A gun is simply a tool. People kill people. Ready once that war has gotten heavy, kept them burners by the bevy. Turn that defense to confetti, steady aiming. Will your children at damage? Will you building that annihilate you from the map? This is more than just a rap. Presidents crying over babies don't move me, but they've been killing babies worldwide. You can't fool me. Just another tactic to take us off our axis. That routine practice to keep us on snooze. Everyone's associated. I don't watch the news. Claiming I'm affiliated. I don't know them dudes. I just keep it front line, 12 gauge shot rhyme, aim for the head, make sure the shoulder don't bruise. I choose freedom over cake and find royalties, even for the sake to integrate in popularity. Just for more clarity, you ain't really scaring me. It's really no surprise to anyone with open eyes to this. <laughs> Label you an outlaw, confiscate your gun law, come into your crib and pinned up, got your family hemmed up, even with your chin up, you can't feel your manhood. Slowly turn around and tell your fam to get down. No one make a sound and put your face into the ground. Anything said again, we pump that hot lead again. This is all American. Take that. Simple question, we don't manufacture weapons, how we get them Smith and Wessons, how they circulate the hood. They bring them here in boats, mainly for the youth to soak, send them pigs to get them yoke, we have a vigil, all good. But I'm from school of fist fights, jump you if you seem psyched, Ruger AK just in case they want my birthright, damn right, NRA is in the bed with government, same aim, same damn name, same covenant, media, working overtime to put the fear in ya, church praying hard, but that blonde ain't really hearing ya, area, a war zone for all the wrong reasons and other countries killed for lacking water in their region squeezing imitating scarface and al capone time for battle and they'll be hiding till the smoke's gone had them dogs at your door like a 64 hope he missed pointless he never missed before demagogue label you an outlaw confiscate your gun law come into your crib and Pinned up, got your family hemmed up, even with your chin up, you can't feel your manhood. Slowly turn around and tell your family to get down. No one make a sound and put your face into the ground. Anything said again, we pump that hot lead again. This is all American, take that Plan for civil war, and if you ask me, the blueprint, mandatory weapon for the family. Candidly, Nat Turner, burner most amiably. Make his soul go from the flow to the canopy. Some say I'm violent, and I should stay silent. Meanwhile, strip us of our right to fend ourselves. But my team keep the magazines clean with the hollow peas, red, black, and green bandanas on the shelves. 
combat boots for the soldiers are twelve. Comedic lexicon over prepaid shells. This is why they terrify, fear that we'll get unified. Realize the war is on us and break hell. And of course, they'll lost the support when it's popping off. Give you proper transport, show you to the Holocaust. It's a siege outside, no man is safe from. You can hide, but you can't run. Mazel tov. Demagogue, label you an outlaw, confiscate your gun law, come into your crib then pop. Pinned up, got your family hemmed up, even with your chin up, you can't feel your manhood. Slowly turn around and tell your fam to get down. No one make a sound and put your face into the ground. Anything said again, we pump that hot lead again. This is all Americans, take that Blessings and grace, and welcome to Technology. So far today on um, ArsTechnica.com, 50,000 net neutrality complaints were excluded, were excluded from the SCC's repeal docket. The Federal Communications Commission's docket for its repeal of net, of net neutrality rules is missing something. More than 50,000 complaints that Internet customers have filed against their ISPs since the rules took effect in 2015. To the National Hispanic Media Coalition, big ups to them, they were able to obtain the text of net, of, of, um, net neutrality complaints from the FTC via public records request, but says it has not been able to convince the FTC to include them in the repeal docket. It seems to me that the commission is going to great lengths to ignore these documents and not incorporate them into the record, the, M- the NHMC General Counsel Carmen Secruto told ours. This is the latest dispute between the NHMC and the FCC over net neutrality complaints. The NHMC filed a Freedom of Information Act request in May for complaints that the Internet users filed against their ISPs and for the ISPs' responses to those complaints. The FCC initially refused to release all the complaints, but eventually complied within that aspect of the NHMC's request and produced nearly 70,000 pages of records. 70,000 pages. The FCC still hasn't given the NHMC most of the broadband providers' reports to complaints. So they hand-delivered, you know, USB flash drives to them, and they are just ignoring them. So um, thankfully, over in Detroit and other places, this is just going to cause the Internet to go underground. (laughs) You know how ones do. Fear ground. And then they're going to make a back door or a new world, overstand. That's how all kinds of creative endeavors and changes take place. And that'll be considered an, 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 an act of aggression. But you're bounding, right? The FCC is trying to bound what one can see because the information age has proliferated so much information and so many people are so aware that the control mechanisms that were once in place no longer work. So that's why they want to take the neutrality out of it so that it's skewed, overstand. And on CNET.com, Nissan begins public robo-taxi trial next year. In 2018, Nissan is launching 
trials of its new Easy Ride self-driving self-driving car taxi service. The self-driving taxi service is called Easy Ride, and the trials will be conducted in Yokohama, Japan. And so self-driving car technology has been a hot topic for automakers and technology companies as it promises to save lives, that's the sin, by preventing accidents and offer up a whole new service industry. Passengers will be able to summon a car using an app, and Nissan says that the app will not only let passengers set their destination, but it will also recommend restaurants and other businesses to allow them to take a scenic route. It's coming. The taxis are coming, the self-driving taxis. And on the Merkle.com, DARPA invests $100 million in genetic extinction technologies. DARPA invests $100 million in genetic extinction technologies, okay? When technology and science come together, interesting and scary things are bound to happen sooner or later. A U.S. military agency is looking at ways to invest in genetic extinction technologies. Rather than using said technology against humans, hmm. however, the goal is to wipe out species of animals notorious for carrying diseases. It is an interesting train of thought that will send some shockwaves throughout the industry. Genetic extinction technologies are of great interest. It's rather remarkable to see the U.S.'s Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, DARPA, become a major funder of research into genetic extinction technologies. Every time the U.S. military gets involved in science or technology, it, often has, it, it, it is often a way to create new forms of weaponry. Hmm. Genetic extinction technologies. It's often as a way to create new forms of weaponry. For now, you, the $100 million in funding will be, put to some, will be put to some good use by the look of things. More specifically, the agency is investing this money into technologies which can wipe out dangerous animals and insects. The first order of business is to get rid of malarial mosquitoes. And where is malaria at? In Africa, right? Although invasive rodents and other undisclosed species are also on the list, it is evident that there are some problems in nature which can be addressed. There are some problems in nature. There are some problems with the Most High, overstand. There are some problems in nature which can be addressed with these technologies. Although going against Mother Nature has never worked out in favor of mankind so far. For every victory we score in this regard, the planet will find a way to strike back. According to new documents, DARPA is now the largest funder of gene drive research. This area of study may appear quite promising, but is also scrutinized by the United Nations. That in itself is not, is not surprising, as the Convention on Biological Diversities and Multilateral Treaty signed in 1992 frowns on such research. It is certainly true not all animals and insects are useful to us as a species, but that doesn't mean that they should be eradicated either. Moreover, there's a growing concern over the direction gene, gene drive research may be, may be heading. Potential military applications for this research are also of concern, although none seem to exist right now. They exist for me. The U.S. military is always looking for new tools 
and genetic extinction technologies can always be weaponized in one way or another. DARPA doesn't have the best of reputations in this regard either, which will only make matters worse. Unintended consequences are always difficult to predict, especially when these technologies are tested in the real world. This is really quite concerning. Genetic extinction technologies, $100 million. So, for example, the mosquito population may no longer spread malaria, but it may affect other species along the way. There's a lot we don't know yet about how nature works, and messing with things one doesn't understand is never a good idea. Last but not least, the fact that DARPA is one of the sole funders, one of the sole funders of the gene editing research right now, is problematic for many reasons. This field of research deserves a lot more attention than it gets right now, and the agency's involvement will be scrutinized, especially in light of this factor. Whether or not we will see other government agencies focusing on this technology in the future remains to be seen. This is on themerkel.com. DARPA invests $100 million in genetic extinction technology. Ponder on that. Do you see what I'm saying? about the bound masculine principle? Why act on that? There's so many other things, you know, and possibilities. Genetic extinction. Why do you want to make something extinct? It's crazy. On businessinsider.com, Russia says it will ignore any U.N. ban of killer robots. Russia says they will build killer robots no matter what. The United Nations is banning lethal autonomous weapon systems or laws. They're called laws. Lethal autonomous weapon systems. The Russians also claim that they were a risk of harming civilian artificial intelligence capabilities. So the Russian diplomats delivered a message for those who want to ban killer robots. Russia will build them no matter what. This is the sum total of what happened during a week of discussion on the issue of weapons and vehicles operated by artificial intelligence in Geneva. According to a report by DefenseOne.com, a statement by the Russian government on November 10th laid out a very hard-line position against the ban on what the United Nations is calling lethal autonomous weapon systems or laws. According to the Russian Federation, the lack of... Um, Working sample systems remains the main problem in the discussions of laws, the statement said. Certainly, there are precedents of reaching international agreements that establish a preventative ban on prospective types of weapons. However, this can hardly be considered an argument for taking preventative, prohibitive, or restrictive measures against laws being by far more complex and a wide class of weapons in which the current understanding of humankind is rather approximate. Do you understand the spin, the NLP, all of that that's going on in that statement? At the end of the day, pure humans should not be allowed. It shouldn't be allowed. Some inanimate object should not be able to take your life. I mean, it's animated, but still, I mean, it's, it's a thing. It doesn't live, it doesn't breathe, it doesn't have veins and blood and a soul. It should not be allowed to kill people, period. 
On LifeScience.com, addicted to your phone, it could throw off your brain chemistry. It's hard to escape, um, you know, different kinds of screens. There are roughly a 100% chance, you're looking at one right now, and though the long-term effects of screen time are still being studied, the effects of excessive Internet and and, um, smartphone use are well-documented. Pathological Internet use has been linked to depression in teens, and it may even shrink gray matter, shrinks the gray matter of the brain. Now, a small new study suggests that for teens being hooked on the Internet and smartphones may harm brain chemistry as well. The research was presented um, on November 30th at the Radiological Society of North America's annual meeting in Chicago. The paper, which was presented by a lead study author, Dr. Hyung Suk Seo, a professor of neuroradiology at Korea University in Seoul, South Korea, found an imbalance of chemicals in the brain of Internet-addicted teenagers. This imbalance was similar to that seen in people experiencing anxiety and depression. But they also is good news. The imbalance is reversible in several weeks of using a type of psychotherapy called behavioral therapy. So a chemical imbalance. In the study, researchers examined the brains of 19 Internet and smartphone-addicted teenagers and 19 non-addicted teenagers using magnetic resonance spectroscopy, a form of MRI that can reveal changes in chemical compositions of the brain. The Internet and smartphone addiction were measured using standardized questionnaires. Compared with the control group, the teens with Internet and smartphone addiction showed a clear overbearance of a neurotransmitter called GABA. And in one region of the limbic system, the brain's emotional control center. So it messes with your emotional control center. GABA is an inhibitory neurotransmitter, meaning it blocks nerve cells from firing. So GABA is found in everyone's brain, but too much of this neurotransmitter in the wrong areas can have stellifying effects. When the normal function of the limbic system is disturbed, patients can develop anxiety, depression, or addiction, said Dr. Max Wintermarks, a professor of radiology and the chief of neuroradiology at Stanford University. Wintermark was not involved with the new research, but said he was intrigued by it because of the increasing prevalence of phones and web devices in society. And so, there is a definition by the American Psychiatric Association of Internet Addiction, and, and then that is the excessive use of the Internet that leads to impairment of everyday life, sleep, and relationships. So um, this is really, you know, a watermark. It's affecting the emotional, the emotional composition a chemical imbalance, the nerve cells from firing. We have to be careful with these phones and these iPads and these computers, you know, and really just try to maintain who we're supposed to be. And theweek.co.uk, Google's artificial intelligence creates its own AI child. Google Auto ML, I mentioned that um, when I did part three of AI and the advent of UBI, 
Google's AutoML, Artificial Intelligence AI system, has created its own fully functional AI child that is capable of outperforming its human-made equivalent. The computer-made system known as NASNET is designed to identify objects such as people and vehicles and photographs and videos, the search engine giant says. The studies show that NASNET is able to identify objects in an image with 82.7% accuracy. Okay? So the web giant has made the system open source which means developers from outside the company can either expand upon the program or develop their own version. You know, this this is identifying objects such as people and vehicles and photographs and videos. Okay. Researchers at Google say that they hope AI developers will be able to build on these models to address multitudes of computer vision problems that we have not yet imagined. The website says AI systems could, for instance, develop their own biases and spread them into other machines. You know, so you have to watch out for this and um, pray that this is stifled and it stops working. (laughs) The AI is making babies. And on motherboard.vice.com, 40% of America will cut the cord by 2030, a new report says. New market research analysis predicts the slow death march of pay TV will continue. As hardy millennials, the fact that anybody still pays for for traditional cable TV baffles most, but 85% of the U.S. households still do. But the tide is slowly turning. As many as 40% of Americans will have cut the cord, according to the new report research by TDG Research Company. So the writing's been on the wall for some time. You know, with Roku and Apple TV and Fire Stick, and now there's, you know, Android boxes, and there's so many different avenues to be able to choose your own entertainment and not be programmed. You know, one should um, really look into that. You will go through a whole detachment process because you have to get used to um, turning on the TV and nothing's just happening, you know. You decide what you're going to see at any moment, whatever is your whim you follow, whatever you want to know more about. It's just a whole new way to be. And it is a transition, but I encourage those with cable to let go of the cabal that's holding you and that illusion, and you'll start to wake up <laughs> at, a, at, a, um, at a quicker rate, I guarantee. Give me a moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and grace.
led us straight by the teachings of the day. Can't find a way, Malcolm is teaching God the way that's the price we pay when we idling every day. We need to set up better ways for the youth. Wisdom is knowledge and knowledge is true wealth. God help the youth and stop thinking about yourself. Blessings and grace as we move forward into herbnology. So start eating these foods the moment you notice your vision getting worse. You know, the moment you notice I was having some blurry moments. (laughs) So I looked this up for myself and I'm sharing with all over Stan that the foods that you should eat, vitamin A is vital for healthy vision and its optimized levels of the body prevent dry eyes, 
eye inflammation, and nighttime blindness. So this vitamin is helpful in treatment of some other issues as well. So the daily recommended intake is 5,000 IU. So here are some foods. Um, tomatoes are rich in um, vitamin A, and they're excellent source of vitamin C as well, and lycopene. And cantaloupe is um, gives you 120%. One wedge provides 120%, just one wedge, of your daily amount of vitamin A. Cantaloupe. Iceberg lettuce. One cup of shredded iceberg lettuce gives you about 7%. But if you have lots of salads, you know, um, peaches. Peaches also um, contain vitamin C and um, phosphorus that also helps your eyes and also has vitamin A. Sweet potatoes, cod liver oil, red bell peppers, mangoes, spinach, turnip greens, fortified oatmeal, Carrots, butternut squash, dandelion greens, kale, red pepper, mustard greens, dried apricots, you know, um, papaya. All of these things give, have excellent sources of vitamin A and incorporate them into your diet. At the first moment, you start to notice, you know, because vitamin A is crucial for the health of our skin and the immune system and the proper development, functioning, and maintenance of the eye. You know, so um, enjoy, you know, the numerous health benefits of all these different things. You know, that's papaya, dried apricots, mustard greens, kale, dandelion greens, red pepper, butternut squash, carrots, fortified oatmeal, turnip greens, spinach, mangoes, cod liver oil, can't forget that, peaches, cantaloupe, iceberg lettuce. And Yeshua's name, enjoy the nature of the most high to heal your body as you move forward. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace.
It is time you open up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape your metaphysical mind. 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 Blessings and grace, and welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. Tonight, I'm going to go into um, the metaphysical meaning of Basia. Basia is the work of Jehovah. Jehovah's creation, the labor of Jah, the labor. Basia was a Levite from whom Asaph was descended, mentioned in First Chronicles 640. So the metaphysical meaning is the knowledge of Jehovah as king brings forth the work of Jehovah, which Basia represents, pressing or blending together of thoughts of truth. Refers to the love faculty, the love faculty in man, resulting in a godlike or perfect state of being. The love faculty in man resulting in a godlike or perfect state of being. And the metaphysical meaning of man, an idea of a an idea in divine mind, epitome of being, the apex of God's creation created in his image and likeness. Man appears unlike God because he through disobedience fell into sin. Through accepting race thoughts, man has adopted wrong ideas about himself and his relation to his source. He has believed that he is unlike God and separated from him. And these concepts have, by the law of thought, become manifest. Ideal man is the perfect man, the Christ, the offspring of divine mind. Manifest man should be as perfect as the ideal, and he will be when the individual identifies himself with the Christ. When he is identified with anything less than perfection, he manifests some degree of imperfection. Man makes his world through the activity of ideas in his consciousness, ideas of wisdom, power, intelligence. The real man is the embodiment of God and all the God substance and the power to make active, to make active its inherent spiritual understanding and fully realize the true character of the Most High and our own nature as the image or idea of the Most High. We will begin to live as Yeshua lived in order that we may bring forth the likeness to perceive the true character of the Most High and its attributes, and then to grasp our relationship to him is to realize that his attributes are our attributes. His power is our power. His character is our character. Man is not limited in life. He has existed with the Father always, at the very beginning of creation, to being through the Son the Christ, the perfect ideal man who, who, who God made in his image and likeness. 
a divine mind, the epitome of being. Overstand who the man is. And the metaphysical meaning of men, Israel, the religious thoughts and aspirations of man, which give him access to resurrection life through faith in Yeshua. Mighty, strong, courageous, conquering thoughts expressed by man, inspired by the establishment of praise and faith in consciousness. Inspired by the establishment of praise and faith in consciousness, which leads to strong, courageous, conquering thoughts expressed in the act of manifestation. And the metaphysical meaning of the core, the core, piercing, penetrating, overstand, calling to mind, remembering, remembering, mindful, consideration, reflecting, testimony, renown, praise, a male, bearing a male child. A father of Shemur, who was a spy chosen from the tribe of Reuben, mentioned in Numbers 3-4. Other Israelites by this name are mentioned as well and chronicled in Nehemiah. So the metaphysical meaning of the core is the action and idea sets up the strategy I was mentioning earlier. The action that an idea sets up in entering the consciousness of an individual, producing thought, reflection, due consideration, and bringing forth a positive conclusion, a pricking, a penetrating, a remembering, a considering, a reflecting. A male. 2145. A male, the divine masculine. Blessed be to it. That it strengthens up and takes hold and comes together and moves in one with the most highest frequency and realm and stands strong and coalesce and come forth to bring forth balance in a loving, strong, aggressive way. Because it's needed. We need real men, you know. Now more than ever, to combat the robots, if not less, okay? We need men that are in control so that we're not being in control. Overstand. So we're not being controlled. I have love and faith for the masculine, for the divine masculine principle. And its ability to rise and formulate and target and perceive and magnetize and not be marginalized any longer. All this information is necessary for one to consider what the Most High said you were of praise and renown penetrating, and remembering, taking action is so important. 
that we take action on the positive thoughts so that so that, that bottled up bound expression can have a place. It needs a place. Because right now it's displaced. One has to see and be clear. See and be clear within himself and how their steps can can make a difference and a change in the manifested world. And we and and when we see one's doing well, lend a hand. Lend a hand and make it something that's important for all to see and to contribute to. We have to build our own communities. In Yeshua's name, we're going to take your music moment. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace. And I'd like to give love to the energy and frequency that co-hosted me. That was just Kamasi Washington and his all-male band. That um, piece was called Final Thought. Preceding that was Sun Ra Godspell. Osalandi, Arrow, Everything in Its Right Place. Christian Alicia, Freedom Fighter. Nairobi Selah, Gun Law. Bodhi Sativa, 21 Middle Middle Passage, Soul and Luna, Babylon, Rima, Crowns Upon Your Head, Tamika Moore, Let It Go, The Whitefield Brothers featuring Virjaka, Earthology, Sarak, The Little Spaceship, and John 9, Inner Voice. I wish blessings and strength and grace to all and for all the men to find their divine masculine and to bring it forth and sit with it and sit in it and expand and expound with force in Yeshua's name. 
Blessings and grace. Shadows of arrows, I'm looking in, wondering if I need some ammo. A jungle full of rumble, it's about to crumble. Tumble out the way of jumble, try to fumble all the trouble mumble. I got a plot, you got a plot, we got a plot. Unlock the clock, reverse the talk, or take the darkness out the spot, stop. Together we will move, so now you gotta choose. What you gonna do when we walk through the streets? We gon' light the trees, it's a wildfire, everybody now will see. The universe cut it to the next degree. If I were you, I would get down on my knees. And I would try to regrow, but now it's time to go. Your heart up in a mess in your soul. There's a no show. New day, so try again. Today, what matters is getting on the trail parallel with Jim. Already, I got it on the go. 
Away straight from the cosmos, man. Tell ya, I got my own brother inside out. Game heavy, game heavy, heavy, Observe and protect it, them to be detected. We landed and protected, so made the labels rejected. Look, I showed up, aligned and protected. i 